Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well. Do you remember what day this is? This is September 21st, who my little brother just turned 30 today. Oh, <laughs> well, happy birthday to your brother. <laughs> throw, I was going to throw in the Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know, September song as well. <laughs> that was... is my mom's, like... Yeah. Hall of Fame, one of her top five favorite songs ever. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I was gonna, but, yeah, I, I was gonna play it, but then I was like, I don't want to, yeah. But then I, I don't know how much I could play before I get a copyright block. So. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. maybe one note. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> one note. No, but shout out to my little brother. He never listens to the show, so I can say this, but he is a big old thirty-year-old today. So, oh. shout out to Tim. Will, we we started off with no news, and mm-hmm. um, now we got some we got yeah. some good, bad, some in between news. Like the in between news is the the story of this year, which is the multiple, the writers, and and the actor strike that's currently going on. But as of this week, there seems to be at least some movement with the writer strike. So tell us more, Will. Yeah, so there is some movement with the writer's strike. The CEOs of the big four, as far as with AM, uh, met with the leadership of the Writers Guild. Uh, so Disney, Universal, Netflix, NBC, and, um, let's see, I'm leaving out one. Anyway, but, um, the, uh, bottom line is they have very good discussions and looks like they are, you know, still, the residual issue is still one that seems to be a, a, a sticking point, but I think there is some movement there. The AMPT, the studios want to have a success based residual scheme in the streaming world. Cause really it's, it's really all about the streaming at this point, uh, given that so much content has been produced for streaming versus broadcast. And, and then the WGA really wants to do a viewership model where, uh, the, they would get a, a negotiated increase for every two and a half million views of people who have at least watched a half of the program. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things they're sticking that that's still, they're still negotiating. Uh, another point, uh, is, uh, of course the AI, uh, the issue, you know, the, the studios are still, uh, they're basically like, look, you know, you could, people can use AI. It's not going to impact the pay or the credit story credit. But the the WGA, the Writers Guild, is is still has some concerns about that, as well as uh, making sure that AI is not being used to train people uh, as far as the writing. So, right. so there, so there's still some sticking points on that. Uh, also, I know with the uh, the uh, other issues, still deadline. Has a very good breakdown as far as the residuals, as far as how things are calculated under the old deal versus what could happen in the future. Uh, but the other thing is too, they've met for two days now. Uh, there is a possibility that they'll meet tomorrow. Uh, if they don't meet tomorrow, they'll take a break for Yom Kippur, uh, and then meet again next week. Uh, but as of, I think as of the article I read just shortly before coming on tonight, uh, the, they haven't officially scheduled a third meeting yet, uh, but uh, but looks like everybody's talking. Uh, 
you know, I, I know uh, some of the trades are reporting things are, are, are going well. I know CNBC, the business reporter, uh, tweeted out that the deal was made. If either a deal has to be made now or they're not going to get anything done until January, but WGA and everybody's like, you know, close, slow your jets, you know, business reporter, you, you're, you're out of your, out of your lane here. But, um, but yeah, but bottom line is it looks like progress is being made and hopefully we'll have some, some good news. You know, the white smoke will be coming out and we'll hopefully have a, the writers will have a new deal and then they can move on to the um, screen actors guild next, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. it's a matter of time. Clock is ticking. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. Ticking I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously <laughs> a lot of folks probably saw this. Yeah. Clock is ticking. I think all the stuff that happened with, you know, with Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher and all the things at the talk shows last week, even though Drew's under, you know, she was moving forward with her show under the Screen Actors Guild carve out for TV shows and TV talk shows and game shows and stuff. But, uh, you know, but clearly everybody's like done. <laughs> and people just want to get yeah. it done. Yeah. 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 Um, some semi good news is that after what seems like 10 years, uh, it was confirmed that Doom Patrol will come back on October 12th. And, um, and we will cover it. We will see it through. However, because we were just talking during our pre-show that there is actually surprisingly a bunch of new shows and shows returning within the next month that we're going to we've done some priorities. And um, so we're going to push Doom Patrol back a bit. No spoilers, y'all. No spoilers for us. Um, keep your mouth shut if you watch it. Um, and I hope everyone does watch it. And I hope if you haven't watched it yet, at least check it out, because arguably the first season is like nearly perfection. So. Yeah. So it, it, it does drag as the seasons go on, but, um, there's a real charm and we've grown attached to these characters. So we want to see it through. We want to see how their stories end. Um, and so I'm glad we got confirmation that it's, that we're not going to be stuck in a dead end <laughs> land yeah. forever. It will be a proper conclusion. Yeah. Um, so that, look forward to that to come with, within the next few months. Yeah, yeah. So, Will, um, yeah. this week, mm-hmm. the I, I last week I was telling you how I got caught up in a K drama, and mm-hmm. and so that wrapped up a lot of my watching time. But this week, I I fell back to my old favorites, like the amount of random ass van. <laughs> this is so funny to me. I've seen some of them like four or five times, if not ten. It's uh, ridiculous. But but I just threw it on and I've I watched some other weird classics in my book. Mm-hmm. Um but the one new thing I did um is I because it returned this week was the morning show mm. on Apple Plus. Yeah. Um I so they dropped two episodes. Okay. They dropped two episodes. And now it's going to go one week to week. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, season two, they dropped three episodes. 
And season one, they definitely dropped three episodes and then did week to week. Um, this show, it's so, it's so interesting because I feel like it takes two years before we get a new season. And as soon as you see Alex, Jennifer Aniston's character, you're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I know. I understand what's going on here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get it. (laughs) I get it. I don't know. There's something about her in this role that is just really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not that big of a fan of Reese Witherspoon's character. Um, I think she's actually a weaker character and I just don't like pretty much any of her storyline. Um, but I'm, I'm surprised that since the, the initial premise of this, this following the Me Too movement and talking about a male anchor who abused his power and authority in the workplace and how that affected like female producers, female um, writers, uh, his female co-hosts and, mm-hmm. and all the ramifications of that, how that was wrapped up arguably in season one. And then in season two, they did this whole spin on COVID and mm-hmm. now season three, it's not yet clear to me what they're doing, mm-hmm. but I do feel like they're doing a little thing with Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing a little, little thing because people are going into space and taking civilians. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't, I don't know where this season is going, Mm. but I'm, I'm quite intrigued after the first two, two episodes because for them to, to have a show off of a premise that you close out mm-hmm. so quickly. Mm-hmm. And yet for whatever reason, because the characters are very, very good in this workplace, you're like, Oh yeah, I remember him. I remember her. They have this connection and then this and that you're kind of like, okay, okay. We'll see what the story is this season. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's good. And John Hamm is on, on this season. Oh yeah, I think I did see that. I did see that. I haven't. Yeah, yeah I have. I, other than just the free preview of Apple TV, I, I haven't seen. I saw a little bit of season one. I haven't watched anything since. Obviously since, but um, but what I did watch, I did enjoy. And of course, it, it is one of these shows that uh, you know definitely has the has the cultural zeitgeist and and, and been like as you said very timely topic so if they're poking fun at elon musk or jeff bezos at this time i could totally see it's totally timely (laughs) yeah yeah definitely you on the other hand got some disappointing news this week yeah very disappointing news so uh winning time uh on hbo uh was canceled sunday and uh literally like i'm watching the episode and then Jump on Twitter after it's done and see the news that literally like it ended at 10 o'clock and at 10.01, the the news came out that the show was canceled. And, and I was, you know, we've talked about the show and, and how really season two was just really overall really, really good. I mean, there, there were some moments like any show that, you know, some parts could have been like tightened up or they could have maybe not explored certain characters and all. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was canceled. I know a, a lot of, um, people were very upset with that, uh, decision. 
change.org petitions have been, have been put out by fans for, for folks to sign to, uh, uh, maybe help maybe have either HBO change their mind or, or try to find another, try to find another network for it. But, you know, it sometimes works, but, uh, but many times it doesn't. But, um, it was, like I said, the, the, the finale, apparently I learned, uh, watching Jeff Snyder and, and Roca on their hot mic show. I didn't know this, but I guess they actually, HBO actually filmed two, fina- two finales for season two. Uh, one where, uh, the one that aired, which was a montage of, Basically, um, they like added a scene where Jerry Buss and Jeannie are like on the floor to form and Jerry's just talking about how Jeannie at some point is going to own all this. And then they do a montage of, uh, of what happens after the Lakers lose that first classic series in 84, uh, to the Celtics. And of course, how the series, you know, it became, you know, basically during the eighties, either the Celtics or the Lakers one of the franchises was in the, in, in the NBA finals after that 84 season. And, uh, and, and then how basically, you know, magic and, and Larry basically, you know, were basically saved pro basketball. So you had a lot of montages of that and just the future, you know, how Jeannie bus actually does end up owning the team and, and all that. So on the one hand, so this is, and I saw this montage before I, I knew that the show was canceled. So, because, of course, with that first series in 84, the Lakers lost to Boston in seven and uh, game seven. So, so I was like, huh, very interesting. And then I saw the news and I was just like, man, shit, this sucks. <laughs> I really <laughs> like this show. But I think yeah, it was. Yeah, vic- I know you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, but I think it was a victim of, I think, I think the strikes didn't help because normally people, the cast would have been able to get out there and promote. Uh, I think also, honestly, I, I, for, I forgot that it was coming back because they didn't really do a good job of promoting it during the, during the NBA finals, uh, which is like late summer, you know, mid, early summer, early to, to mid summer. So it was really like, you know, oh, it's many, many times back. I think it was, just, you know, saw a tweet about it. Uh, you know. so. Like, funny you should say that because yeah. looking back, I would, I would randomly hear other people talk about winning time mm-hmm. because they watch it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've, I think maybe in the first season leading up to its premiere is the most trailers I ever saw for that show. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. Yeah. The first season they were cause like Adrian, you know, Adrian Brody plays Pat Riley. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, so, you know, so leading up to the series, when it started, even I think even from our platform here, I, I was really, really excited about the show. Uh, and, and I really did like the first season and talked about it some then. But, um, but yeah, but as I said, it, it did get canceled. Uh, many, many fans shared their, their, their angst to, to HBO Max and, uh, or I guess it's Max now. Uh, and, uh, hopefully, it'll, you know, hopefully it'll get picked up. But it, but if it doesn't, um, you know, we, we did have two solid seasons of uh, some really fine television. Yeah, I mean, some some shows, Krypton, 
Mm-hmm. Um, just, just suffer that axe way too soon, but yeah. it happens. And then there's other shows, Flash, Arrow. <laughs> like, why over, are you killing this? Over, why are yeah. you kicking the dead dog? Over, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Overstaying their welcome, but, uh, the show, the sell by date was, <laughs> yeah, but especially, I think, uh, I think the other thing too is that the, where people were just really like, what the, what the fuck? You you finish it on the Lakers losing to the Celtics? Is this the, the like the there's a famous uh, podcaster ringer um, Bill Bill Simmons. He's a big Boston Celtic fan. It's like the Bill Simmons like pay the page HBO to like do this because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no no HBO doesn't need other people's money. It just needs views. It yeah, just exactly. needs views. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let let's switch it up and talk about Ahsoka because I do have some thoughts about this week's episode. Um. Again, I liked last week's. I just can't stress it enough. I did really like last week's episode, but when I was watching this episode, I know what was missing for me, and it was <laughs> motherfucking Balin. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Balin. Okay, I know everyone's like, oh, Thrawn, Thrawn, and Thrawn's cool, and I like him, like, perfect bad guy already off the bat. However, Balin, coming off of an episode that did feature Anakin slash Darth Vader, mm-hmm. and kind of did it was much more about Ahsoka and her issues than, than Anakin, but but for whatever reason, while I was listening to a lot of Balin's dialogue, because he, like Anakin, is a fallen Jedi. Yeah. He he's he's a Jedi turned turned Sith in all of this madness. Well, he's not and, a Sith. Well, yeah, true. okay, he's not a Sith, yeah. but he he's he's also not like green lightsaber or whatever. Right. But anyway. He he's he's not a part of the order. That is for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he. De- um. But anyway, what I was what I was getting at is I got I found it interesting to hear about like when Shiv asked, "What do you miss about it?" Mm-hmm. And then you get and then you hear him talk about the idea of it, like what the hope yeah. was. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Um, and then you also hear about how when he when everything was burned to the ground and it was all taken from him, he didn't understand why. And then he and in a way he's like he's like a semi historian who's yeah. like, I, I looked back and I realized like this was always going to happen. It's happened before. Like the the I love the line about about it's just it just is a circle. It's constantly it's a cycle. That yeah. I want to break, mm-hmm. which shout out to Game of Thrones, because for anybody who's watching Ahsoka and who has watched the first series of Game of Thrones, please tell me I'm not the only one who immediately thought of when Daenerys was talking to Tyrion about breaking the wheel. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. It's a cycle. There's mm-hmm. these families, Targaryen. I don't know my Game of Thrones very well, but I'm telling you, it's a very similar thing where all of these families are just switching out who gets to sit on that throne. 
Here, we only have two. We have the Jedi and we have the, the Sith. But, yep. but still, it's like, it's like this constant, it, it just, I was like, oh my God, that is such a cool parallel. Um, so I really yeah. like Balin and it, and there, I don't know about you, but he gives me such King Arthur vibes. Oh yeah. Like yeah. one who, who would sit at the round table. It's just, it's so Shakespearean with him. It, it's really it, cool. It, it really is cool. And you're right. I mean, Balin, we, we've talked about rest in peace, Ray Stevenson being MVP of this, of the series, but mm-hmm. he really is. I mean, and you're right. I mean, that presence, that gravitas, I mean, let's just, call, it is, it is that Arthurian gravitas that he just brings to the role and the dialogue as you, as you noted and, and the, the, the parallels and, you know, and, and, and even though, you know, at the beginning of the episode, the, it was a nice, you know, we only had Ahsoka for really the first few minutes and, but it right. was, but it, but it, but it, it but her, and who I am talking about the stories. And, mm-hmm. and, and then later when, and so really, it really sets it up well when Balin comes back and talks about, you know, being there in a temple and, and talking to Shen about the fables and the storytelling tell, as far as, you know, as far as per, you know, hearing about Peridia and all these things at the time we thought they were just myth and folk, folklore. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now here he is and, and he feels something about that place calling him to break that cycle that you talked about where he is, you know, there, you know, Morgan has her game. Thrawn has his thing. Balin has his agenda and his agenda okay. and, and his agenda is breaking that cycle and whatever it is on Peridia, he feels that, you know, I've, First, I thought maybe it was the world between worlds that he was thinking, you know, that he was trying to access. But more I think about it, it to your point about bringing Anakin into this mm-hmm. uh, and thinking about Anakin being the chosen one. And, right. and, 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 and but then when you think about in all the lore that they've been bringing up from Clone Wars with the Mortis family and the right. three sisters and and the force and, and all those kind of things. So the Mortis are like the the balance, the the father, son, and daughter, the, the light, the dark, and the middle that, that that brings everything together. And and I think that's the beginning thing that he's trying to find to like break the cycle once and for all to bring that balance uh, to, to 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 end this constant warring between, cycle between the Jedi and the Sith. And, and so, so you think I, you think Mortis is on Peridia? Something, yeah. I mean, yeah, because the three sister, the the night, the, the night sisters of Dathomir, the the grand sisters there on on Permidia, right? They all tie, they all tie back to 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 the to that to that galaxy, and so in that galaxy, of course, they they tap the force through magic with the K, and and so you know, whereas and so they there is that 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 source power that he's just trying to get to that for once and for all he he will be able to write end all this nonsense because you know he was there at order 66 and so you know we had and 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 that was the that and see and, and clearly he he knows what anakin did and yeah. well but he also 
he also I took from his speech. Mm-hmm. He knows that the rebels are just foolish. They won, but mm-hmm. they're not governing correctly. They're right. gonna let they're gonna let what happened. It's it's because the genius of having Andor run, having Andor shown last year so quickly before this, mm-hmm. where where what I took away from that speech was like, yeah, they're in power now. They they won, yeah. but. Just winning doesn't mean you get to hold on to that power forever because right. the your adversary is just regrouping, just like what you did when you weren't in control. And so exactly. when he says, like, their weakness, I was like, OK, yep, yep, they're yep. they're 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 a bit too weak to fully lead. And that's why the cycle is just going to repeat. But I mean, to go back to your point about what he's looking for. I think that's why I'm drawn to his storyline is because Filoni and team have done a really good job with this character of giving him more mystery. Mm-hmm. Not to say that everyone else is pretty cut and dry. However, we talk about it all the time, like how the parallels between the shows and how there is this habit of repeating some beats with these characters yeah. Um, but with him, he's like, un, he's, he, he, he's very different. And yeah. he, and, and I do like the fact that, yeah, he, he does know what Anakin did, but he also, he, he almost gives what I think a lot of viewers, whether a common viewer or someone deep in the lore, is really wanting to understand is is more about that mentality change with mm-hmm. Anakin about yeah. what his thinking is um, yeah. because you just don't go overnight from bad to good and and yeah we won't talk about the prequels <laughs> <laughs> we, can talk about we won't talk about the sequels How about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but yeah. I think yeah but you know but also between that. To that, knowing what happened and knowing again, to your, I'm glad we started with Balin because when he talks about the ideal of the Jedi and, 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 and the cycles and, and really getting into, um, the, you know, whenever he finds the Boken, you know, he identifies the Boken Jedi, you know, and he talks about, you know, gets into and wanted to train Shin to be something more. Yeah. Then, then, and it really gets, again, it goes back to his, ties back to his motivation of, yeah, Thrawn has it, you know, Morgan has, and Thrawn have their little thing going here. Everybody else got their own little agendas, but I, you know, whatever, whatever source that he is trying to find to, to end this cycle of Jedi, Sith, Rebels, Empire, you know, generational, generational conflict, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, right. he's training her to like be better based because up to this point, you know, to, to, to aspire what the, what the Jedi really were supposed to be and, and, and thinking back, you know, and it really goes back to like when, with Obi-Wan said, you know, they were at least the, the idea of the Jedi was to be the peacekeepers and to keep things proper in the universe and, and, and to keep balance in the force and, and, and be guardians. But, you know, but because of the, I guess the the temple Jedi, for lack of a better term, lost their way. 
And instead of relying on the force, they became relied on the government. And, you know, and of course, we all know what happened there with Palpatine using them. And then you have these spoken Jedi who, you know, the ones in the wild, like, you know, Luke, Bray, Ezra. So he got this. So, I mean, he, he, you know, so he's looking at them like, well, they ain't for, you know, I don't know if it was like a purity test or maybe not that, but, but they, you know, but they're not, they're not temple Jedi. They're not, they're just these, these, these people who just kind of, they know how to, they, they learn, they learn a few little parlor tricks and, 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 and can wield the force, but they're not like what I'm making you to be Shen, which is something more that can like help me yeah. execute whatever his master plan is that will. You know, I don't think he has a master plan. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's necessarily a villain. I think in a way, while you were talking, I was thinking about this, um, because I was like, um, because your ideas, um, gave me some, some more to think about, but I think that he's just has, I don't think he has a master agenda, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't want to follow others, others agenda. Whether whether it's like with Thrawn, he doesn't want to like just follow Thrawn on what Thrawn wants to do. And he doesn't want to follow Luke on what Luke wants to do and what Luke is saying the Jedi way is. No, he's like, I I feel like he's almost looking for more freedom, like just more of the 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 dark side has its virtues and the and the good side has its virtues and there. And in between is really where everyone should be because yeah. yeah. So I, I, yeah. Um, but it is interesting how at the beginning when they land, Mm -hmm. they, the witches sense Sabine right away as being a Jedi, right? Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, but none of them say anything about Balin. And -hmm. what I found to be interesting is, Thrawn's reaction to learning that Balin was once a Jedi. Yeah, well, he well, it's very clear that Thrawn, you know, Thrawn was around back back to the Clone War days. Right. So, right. So he he knew. Like Balin. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. why he had that reaction. Yeah. I just found I found it to be a good choice mm-hmm. for the witches who are not necessarily going off of their history with the people, but yeah. more about like the magical sense of, Oh, I sense the force in you or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and sniffing that out very heavily in Sabine, but not with, with Balin, which kind of puts him in this place where whatever, whatever is a, was once a part of him that made him a Jedi it's clearly not there or else the magic would have spotted it. It would have. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a very smart story choice. I think that was a definitely showing and, and as, as, as well as telling, uh, in, in a good way. Uh, and, and it was very interesting whenever they since this, the, the, the Jedi taint on Sabine. And I was, and as I was watching that, I was wondering, is it as much uh, of a thing where she can? Is it Ahsoka's echoes around her, or or she really is sense force? You know, she she is 
Jedi sensitive force trained. And, and, and given that the witches are familiar with the passage, given that the wells, the Pergil have like come back and forth, they're, they're, they're familiar with things in the other galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, but I'm glad, but I, you know, with that, that being said, I'm glad. And, and, and again, a, a very smart way of with, with introducing Thrawn and, and his return because when he, of course, Sabine's put into another cell. And of course she tries to use the force. And I love the way they like set that whole thing up where after, after they, they do the head fake where they're like making, oh, you got your, your Jedi. And then, she, you know, and things start to move. But then we realize that it wasn't her. It was just the star, you know, the Chimera, just the, the star destroyer coming in and, 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 and all that. So I really liked that aspect of, of the, of using that scene as a way to again, do that head fake of like, oh, Sabine's finally going to be able to do it, but no, she can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then that brings us to Thrawn. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good old, Good old Grand Admiral <laughs> Thrawn. Yeah, and as a re- I, 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 so I have to ask uh for Someone who's heard about Thrawn, but you know, either through Mandalorian and uh-huh. but haven't watched Rebels or anything else. Uh, did he live up to your expectations or do you need to see more? Oh, I need to see more. Okay. Not that he, expectations are a funny thing. Hmm. Um, I, I, I was not underwhelmed. Like he, hmm. he, I was not, I was not underwhelmed, but I wasn't surprised by anything that mm. he did this episode. Okay. I actually, I guess maybe I was just a tiny bit underwhelmed because I'm like, hmm, okay, you're clearly overcompensating for something. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> a fucking huge ship and a lot of undead troopers, but yeah. man at your will. But, and, and all of his dialogue was great. The, mm. the acting was great, but I was just, I had heard so much about him mm-hmm. that when when he was finally here, I didn't like I didn't feel like I got punched in the face. Like yeah. I didn't feel like, oh, my God, best villain, because I haven't seen too much in action. Like he's just mm-hmm. a man who's like, OK, dude, I'm glad you're here. Thank mm-hmm. you for doing what I said to do. We got to go. Because I'm done. I'm done here. I got my plan. I got my troops. And then he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean you brought Ahsoka here unknowingly? Fuck you. Now we got to do this. So, like, and there were hints and dialogue choices that I picked up on where, like, yeah, he's he's clearly a bad guy. But I'm just, he also, it wasn't a surprise. Like, Mm. I'd heard so much about him. I was, I was kind of expecting all of this from him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just, I like neither Thrawn nor Ezra, um, punched me in the face or it was like, wow, great. Mm-hmm. And I know we're going to talk about Ezra because yeah. I did, <laughs> I will say right <laughs> now, Thrawn's whole entrance. <laughs> significantly more on board with it than Ezra because I have questions and this okay. also 
partly stems to my continued disdain for Sabine. <laughs> I have major issues <laughs> with Sabine. Um, Fair enough, but, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, Thrawn did give me like one of my favorite characters this episode, Tato. Tato. Tato was freaking scene stealer. The Howler was a stealer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he made the the it, it, the Howler made twenty five percent of Sabine's scenes work. <laughs> yeah, they, they they really did. They they you 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 no lie. No lies have been told. <laughs> no lies. And I mean, and then on top of that, they beat, they brought in not turtle people who, and who, somebody, please tell me, after watching this episode, you have now begun to write fan fiction of where Grogu and the non turtle rock people, like, become yeah. friends and family. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come the, on. Story, the show writes itself. I mean, Anadi and, and Grogu. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that, that's your next, that's your next story in the, in the New Republic time frame. Filoni. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But enough about the cute little creatures. Yeah. What about you, Will? I mean, you've, you've been, yeah. you were one ap- episode off, but is this, did they deliver? What, what are your thoughts about how they, how they were like, here's Tron. Yeah. Here we go. I thought they delivered. For, for, yeah. for me as a Rebels fan and seeing the tactician to the, the, the quintessential scene for me with Thrawn was after he learned about Ahsoka. Yep. And, and where he turned to Morgan and said, I need to know who she, who was she trained by? You know, just going down all the things because that is quintessential. Rebel Thrawn, where he sizes up an opponent and, and really, cause he's not gonna, he's not gonna like throw hands and like beat you physically, even though he used to, even though in, 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 you know, in Rebels, they used to show him fighting with combat droids and stuff. So he, you know, he, he can hold his own cause the Chiss, which is his race, or they are warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but it was, it's the tactical mind that really, I thought they, they really captured well. Obviously, the the physical aspect of the voice. I mean, having Lars portray him in live action after doing the voice work and and Rebels, you know that that was that was so clear. Uh, the the devotion that his both probably dead and undead <laughs> the zombie night troop night troopers. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, some of, some of them probably did survive the um, the the voyage between the galaxies, uh, for, I guess it'll been 10 years ago at this point in the timeline, uh, yeah. Star Wars timeline. Um, that, that was the one thing I, uh, if I did have a quibble about the introduction where I think they did not do, I'm not saying it was a, it was a, it was a, a, a little detraction. I wish they had just had a little bit of dialogue just to like show how Thrawn kept all yes. this together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something where you're just like, for the past few episodes, we got to get to this place to yeah. get this guy. They get to the place, immediately he gets called upon. He's here and he's like, okay, let's go. And it's kind of like, well, how are you alive? Like, what's going on with these troopers? Yeah. Got a new lieutenant person with a gold plated mask. Enoch. Yeah. You got all this stuff. And, and it's just, it's so casual, but I do agree with you. Like, 
I did find it very a very good choice where Thrawn's throughout 75% of the, this episode. And yet I don't feel like I got a real good glimpse of Thrawn until he finds out Ahsoka's coming. Yeah. Like it's until that moment where I almost want to say there's a change in even his eyes Yeah. where suddenly it's like, I, I, for, for up until now, I am someone who's clearly being rescued and like brought back. And I just want to get out of here. And now I hear that and I'm assuming an old enemy is coming. Um, and, and I know this enemy. I'm familiar. We, so I have to deal with this now while I can. Yeah. Like that tactical mindset started to play in and, and, yeah. And I, was, I, yeah, I was, I was like, okay, now we're getting somewhere with Ron. Yeah. So yeah. And the second, so. the second, yeah, definitely that one. And also just how he handles Sabine was also a very, that's another Thrawn move that as far as one, okay, she's the wild card Two, okay. Yeah. We're not going to kill you. We're going to honor Balin's word. We're going to let you. Go but find your friend. That coming. Yeah, and, and, and exactly, and, and that's why that's why that's why the Morgan right um, thing stood out more. Right. Then I mean the other one was also good and and consistent, but it was but you yeah I mean it it was a very like okay yeah we know this is going to happen we know where it's just going to go and then you know the and then sending Balin and, and Shen. Uh, after them and, you know, basically yeah. being cold heart, yeah. being cold thrown, like if the, if the four of them get left behind, you know, screw it. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. The bigger picture. I did yeah. like bigger. that part. I, I yeah. did find that to be very thrown like move of yeah. saying like, and then after them, but I like that because again, it goes back to Balin. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. But, goes back to Balin. But it's so similar between yeah. like my feelings about Ezra. Because, again, we get introduced to him. Granted, he's not in 75% of the episode, only, like, maybe 10 minutes. But yeah. still, and I and I, I go back and forth on this, Will, and, and then mm-hmm. I, I know we're going to get your thoughts on it. But yeah. I get back and forth on this idea that, hey, Sabine, thank mm-hmm. you for finding me. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. I'm going to I'm going to make sure we won. And it worked. But I, and I'm, and I'm, I don't think he really asked her, how did you get here? <laughs> or, or did he? Did he ask her, how yeah. did you get here? Okay. Well, and then he she did. Just, and it's not as many, yeah. Not, yeah. He was like, yeah, we, you know, we did it. And, and then she's like, well, let's table that for now. We, we did it as in we got here. Well, she they found him and, um, and he wanted more details, but she didn't want to get into the details because mm. then. How did you find me? Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I get it. It's at the end of the episode. You just want to reunite them and, and kind of dramatically pause on this realization that Sabine has where, Oh, I didn't really think this through. Well, no shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, you find him, but Sabine, now you have to get off the planet. (laughs) You have to get out of here. (laughs) Like, like, it's not, you got a one way ticket. 
Mm-hmm. But thankfully, Ahsoka was eaten by a whale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but I did see I did see your tweet last night about you having some debate of your own, yeah. um, a more of a family debate about Ezra. But well, yeah. why don't you give us your thoughts, Will? Yeah. So I you know so the actor he nailed he nails Ezra. I have to say. Let me just start with that. As far as, mm-hmm. as far as the spirit of Ezra Bridger, he, Iman, like, he, 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 you know, from the mannerisms, the voice, he nails him. Where I had problems with that, and, and, and where the scene worked for me was, this is exactly where we would find Ezra <laughs> with the Nazi. I mean, that was, that was something that I could totally, totally bought, totally got, it was fine. Where the scene didn't work for me at first was, and this I don't this, this seems to be a directing choice. I think was it worked. The first part of the scene worked when he's like, "I knew you, you know, I knew you would find me, you know that no issues there." It was just after that that the pause. And maybe, and maybe they shot it different ways and maybe this is what's where they landed. You know, maybe they shot it where they did have the embrace sooner, the more emotional scene versus what we got, which seemed to kind of pause. Like, I don't know if, if it was a thing where Sabine was like just so overwhelmed that she just, holy mm. fuck it. It, it maybe that, and maybe that, that was the point. And now that I think about it, She's like, holy fuck, we actually did this. We're, I did. We, we made it work. And maybe that was why it was, that's maybe that was why they made, they held off on the emotional part of them with the embrace and stuff. Just to, just to sort of hold on Sabine to be like, we really did this. Yeah. It's, I but know. It still exactly, felt awkward. I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about, but it just yeah. makes me go back to a few episodes ago where we had this discussion about her decision to 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 give Balin the right. the map, yeah, and and everyone being like, oh my god, like it, and and I and I told you about this argument that I heard that like if she didn't do that, she would have died. Yeah. So in a way, it was a survival move if mm-hmm. you can view it. That it didn't play that way, and it's very similar here where. On one hand, like watching it without thinking about it, but just watching it, you're like, yeah, that's him. So you're just going to stand there like mm-hmm. like you dude, you just saw Thrawn and everything yeah. that he's getting going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, you have no ship off this planet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and and you did it all. To, to just stare at Ezra? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, hmm. Yeah. So there, I, like, even as someone who doesn't know their history, I was like, where's the kiss? Like, where's yeah. the, come where's on the here. Yeah. You, like, you gave up the galaxy. <laughs> you thought this man had died and you gave yeah. up the galaxy to get, to just stare at him and to yeah. like high five. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. But, and so a part of me, is I I'm 
I'm sure it's just a writing thing or just a directing slash writing because, because if they were supposed to kiss, that wouldn't have been an acting choice. That would have been like written in the script. So I'm not going to just blame the director on this. I think it's, it's also a writing choice. Um, but I know exactly what you're talking about and I've heard similar things where, yeah, you can, you can rationalize it after the fact and say, she's just, it's, it's, she's literally, she thought Ezra was dead. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that now she's seen him, he's talking to her, she's like frozen and just yeah. stunned. Did it play that way upon first watch? No, no it, didn't. it didn't. It felt it didn't. way too awkward. It did. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Sabine started off really strong in the series in the first two episodes, but there's something about the choices, whether it's directing, acting, well, maybe not acting, but directing and yeah. writing wise, where they're making her such a, I'm going to just say a dumb character. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they're making just... her a star lord. <laughs> no. Yeah. I love, Star- <laughs> I love, yeah, no, you, you called it before Star Lord. That's a very Star Lord thing to do. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, cause the acting, I mean, I think she, she's, she, 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 she hits the spirit of Sabine very well. So I don't, it's definitely not an acting thing. I think she's doing, she's doing a wonderful job as far as like the fierceness of Sabine and other things about the character. But yeah, that, that scene, you know, it definitely, first impression, it, it, it it did not leave, it did not give a good first impression. I did watch the episode again and even on a second watch, actually it reinforced to me like it did not work as far as what they were trying to achieve there. So yeah. it, um, now the rest of the scene, yeah, it, it played normal. It played fine. I mean, you know, they just should have just gone right to that <laughs> upon. And it would have just been fine because everything else, like I said at the beginning, how he greeted her, where where she found him with uh, with the Nazi, all those things, everything, you know, was was uh, that's totally Ezra. And, mm-hmm. and 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 so everything was was great about that scene, except for just that initial that her initial reaction that I, I think, I, you know, that, as you said, you can rationalize it now where they were, what they were, what they intended to do. But it just. As far as execution, it just it just did not execute it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I felt like yeah. there was something about the whole scene that felt awkward to me, mm-hmm. where it was a good reunion. But I guess what I'm still missing from a lot of this mm-hmm. is, um, as a casual viewer, mm-hmm. I'm not getting emotionally punched yeah yeah and that's what yeah and as and for me as someone who did watch rebels it fell emotionally flat to me yeah yeah it felt emotionally what to you flat oh wow i was not expecting that it did it was it was flat it was flat i mean once they finally did hug but it was yeah, it, it was just flat. I mean, I just, I can't, I'm, I'm trying to rationalize it now, but I mean, it, it first, first impressions is everything and it just did not land. Yeah. Especially when you sacrifice the so universe. much and you, and you start the episode with Ahsoka and Huang talking about the choices that were made. 
So you yeah. really need to like, if you know, so you really need to like make it hit whenever they do get reunited. But I am, I will say I'm glad they did. They had all the, all the reunifications all in this episode. They didn't drag it on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Sorry, but we do have two episodes of One Piece to talk about. More like one episode because, um, but um, I hope, and we're going to continue talking about Ahsoka next week. Um, Hopefully get some Ahsoka Thrawn action next week. We shall see. We got two more episodes there. Mm -hmm. And so now we're off to the East Blue Sea with One Piece. Okay. Okay, Will. Well, I'm just, okay, episode four, you and I were talking <laughs> this week. We're both on the yeah. same page about this, and we knew it. We knew yeah. it. We we kind of figured. However, one of the best cliffhangers. <laughs> <laughs> I just love this idea because there was, and, and maybe why I like it so much is because I was semi-right about something mm-hmm. with this one line of dialogue because at the very end of episode four, I and I was very surprised by how quickly the Marines caught up. But yeah. we we see we see the Marines are set in their sights on Luffy and Luffy's Grand Mary ship. Yep. And and Luffy and like he's here's Cannonball and then he's looking out and then and then he sees Admiral Garth and he says, Grandpa. And yep. I'm just like, Are you kidding me? Grandpa? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, and, and why I want to go back and say I was semi-right is because I told you at the beginning of this, this series, mm-hmm. um, we have our introduction of Garp mm-hmm. and they talk about, they, they find word about a pirate in a straw hat. And mm-hmm. there was something about the way Garp reacted where I was like, now I did go on and say chosen one. There's some mm-hmm. kind of myth or history. I didn't, I didn't take the Star Wars route and say he, they're related. They were clearly related because they don't look anything alike. So, right. yeah. so I was surprised, but I like it because yeah. the fifth episode worked so well considered mm-hmm. with that small bit of information. Um, because that just, that it just makes so many, whether it's Luffy, Colby, or Garp, Mm -hmm. like the shades of gray that are happening with these characters and this world is just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, really, the only thing that really stood out to me with, well, there are a couple things stood out with me episode four, really don't need to spend too much time on it. The pirates are coming. Uh, you know, we do, we are introduced to Usopp, uh, mm-hmm. and, and really, you know, and, and it's, and, and, uh, and, but also the, the focus on, on Usopp and, and his introduction and how he, how we learn about him that his father was tied back to, um, the straw hat pirate, uh, gosh, I'm blanking on his name now, uh, Shank. Luffy's Shank, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, Shanks. You know, he was part of the, exp- the exposition to find the One Piece, mm-hmm. uh, which was really, really cool. But the one thing I felt that they, you know, everybody has has a dream, and that's we're going to get to 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 uh, Zoro here in a second. I didn't find 
I mean, I, I got, I guess I got some glimpse of he wants to be a, a captain like Luffy and, 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 and sail the seas, but I was hoping to get a little bit more. I felt like I got more about his, him and his feelings for Kaya than I got what was his sense of his, his grand dream as far as being willing to go with, with Luffy, um, after, after all that what transpired in, in the episode, but. Uh, you know. I I agree with you where they didn't do as well as they've done with some of the other characters with Usopp. Mm. Um, and the more I think about his character, especially when we see him part of the crew in episode five, is he he didn't he doesn't he's not like Luffy. He's not right. like I'm gonna be I want to be king of the pirates. I want my own crew. But what we do get is this idea of adventure, this mm-hmm. yeah. wanting to be a part of something, yeah. this no longer like he he likes to he's a storyteller. Yeah. And so his whole life, he's had to tell these these stories um, because at the end of the day, there it's all fiction. And so, like, he he wants that he craves that, but he's never had the opportunity. So. So going with Luffy and the and the crew, he's now going to be able to experience that. Yeah. Um, and so and so I don't think they've said it as directly mm-hmm. um, with him about about his dream, which granted, we don't really have a dream for Nami yet either. No, no, we don't. We don't. But we get we're getting bits and pieces of her background and, 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 and her motivations as far as why she is sticking around with these, uh, with the other straw hat pirates, and, and, which I feel, and, and, and it will probably get some more with Usopp as we, as we go, go further. But I just felt that, you know, you're introducing a new character and, and, and especially the way they introduced him you know, as with the flashback to whenever he's a kid and, and you know, to your point about telling stories, I mean, it's kind of like the kid who grabbed wolf too many times, and yeah, you know, and um, and, and and also there was there were, so there were elements about him that we learned, but I just felt like in, in contrast that with Zoro's story, we got a, I mean, Zoro's story, I was like locked in, uh, when we and I and I loved the you know the 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 bottom of the cave and. And, you know, the, the well and having to climb out of the well, uh, a la Dark Knight, mm-hmm. uh, rises and, you know, and, but the flashbacks, really the bigger thing is the flashbacks to him and his, and his, uh, uh, Koya and sparring and, and really set, you know, setting up who's going to be the greatest source person in the world. And, yeah. Koya's not dead, by the way. Not dead. Yeah. I'm saying that now. <laughs> Have you watched it? So <laughs> when she appears, I called yeah. it. <laughs> okay. Hey, yeah. don't see them die on screen. They're not dead. That's right. Sorry, that's, that's right. We learned that. We, we learned. Yeah, we learned that from the Flash. But. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah. But uh, but I really but his story. I mean, he's just a fascinating character, and 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 and, and it really set up what we the. the Things and when we talk about, I'll put a pin in it till we talked about the fifth episode, but it, it really does set things up really, really well to give that 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 story arc and in, in that 
episode more heft as far as what what goes on there. But well, you uh, need it. it makes yeah. sense based it on makes, like makes you it. need that background and that history yeah. to know why he wants to duel. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his face? I have his yeah. name written somewhere. Yeah, I know you're talking. And, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but uh, Mihawk, yeah. Mihawk, yeah. I don't. I keep looking at Mihawk, and I'm like, that's not him for some yeah, reason. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but also, yeah, but other than other, you know, those were the really Zoro's story was like, and 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 finding Usopp, and and it were really the highlights for me as far as episode four. I mean, the stuff with Kuro, it, it just that was the one time in this series where I was kind of like, I did kind of reach, I have to, I have to admit, I did reach for my phone on that one. <laughs> Cause he just wasn't compelling. It was just like, eh. Uh, so, but, um, oh, yeah, yeah, the captain, black, black, yeah. um, pirates. Yeah, the black cat, yeah, the black cat pirates, whatever, uh, whatever yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, I almost wish they could have consolidated episodes three and four because, the, there was not yeah. to me. I, I go back and forth on it. I yeah. I think that if they had truncated that even more, mm-hmm. um, because you're dealing with Usup, you got to get to know Usup within that. Um, it has to make sense how they get the ship in the long run. Yeah. They also have to tell Zoro's back backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also at the simultaneously dealing with a lot of Garp and Colby's yeah. newfound um, mentorship thing happening, which it, which you think is just oh that's a that's a like a C storyline, but no no that's that's B that's storyline B throughout yeah. this entire season because yeah. that plays in so heavily with what's going on True. with Luffy. Um, especially now that we know that going into episode five, that which starts off showing a flashback of Luffy, um, and his grandpa and, and the, the idea that his grandpa really wanted him to be a Marine, but he wanted to be a pirate. Now I didn't notice he's already wearing the straw hat. So I don't know where grandpa was. Um, just when, when Luffy was spending all this time with Shanks. So grandpa, you had your time. You fucked up. You missed it. Um, and so now they're what? Well, I think I'm glad you brought that up because if Luffy has a straw hat, Shanks already left. So exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so it's like, we didn't see grandpa before and we were told Luffy has no family. Like he's mm-hmm. an orphan. Yeah. And then, and then we see him playing in the sand and grandpa comes acting like it's just another Saturday afternoon. So, so I know that they're not going to tell us the whole story. I mean, they got, yeah. they got renewed for another season and there's yeah. 27,000 episodes, if not more of the show yeah. <laughs> of yeah. the anime and stuff. But, yeah. but at the same time, it was a bit like, okay. I know we're going to do some funny things with the time, but dude, <laughs> so, so you just, you just learn about how, about Garp, why, why this is so personal for him. Mm-hmm. And, um, when we see Luffy's able to, to get away 
and mm-hmm. escape again. Um, I thought it was a very cool thing to yeah. hear about this pirate marine alliance in this yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Um, where we hear that Garp, um, Colby overhears that Garp calls Mihawk, who's a well-known pirate captain. Um, but he's one of, I think, five or seven. Yeah. And there was an alliance that was formed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Colby being, being so naive about the world and the way the world works, learns about this and then calls Garp out of it and out on it. And then he's like, no kid, you don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, and I like it because, because Garp is right. And you know, I will say it in this episode, haircut is actually right too. That's yeah, haircut only- is right. Yeah, haircut yeah. is and and haircut especially is a character who really could be like that Draco Malfoy evil little like oh I really don't like that character but there are moments when a he's right mm-hmm. b he 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 doesn't hate Colby he 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 just like they're in competition with one another. Yeah. And he he's annoyed, but at the end of the day, like so far we haven't seen him do anything really really evil. He just has his own perspective on the world. And so I just think that's a really interesting thing to do. Yeah. Um they I also, had a lot more thoughts. <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, the the thing with haircut and Kobe too is I think he's indebted to Kobe, at least for saving his life, because it's the you know, the mast came down whenever uh when when Luffy like redirected the um yeah yeah the the, the cannonball yeah. uh back to to Grandpa's ship the Garp ship I do really like this episode um we get introduced to Sanji mm-hmm. um they they leave us with a duel between Mihawk and Zoro um and it sounds like Zoro isn't dead no. I don't, yeah, no. it's it like the way they left it, cause, and again, to your point about the, uh, the cliffhangers, I, I, I was, uh, I had to fight the resi- had to fight the urge to like continue on because this was, with, with this ending and it, it definitely lends itself to like, you know, I was, I was, I was, ta- I was talking to a friend of mine today about this show and, and trying to, and, and sharing with them how much I've been enjoying it and they should watch it. And uh, and I, sh- I shared with her that it's, it is bingeable in the sense that the way they have these cliffhangers set up, they you, 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 you don't want to wait to like. The, you know, I know we just made a conscious decision to do it weekly and, and and approach them weekly, but it was hard last night. I have to tell you because <laughs> I wanted to know what's happening. Zoro. It it was. It's just so far this this show. There has been some awkward writing. There has yeah. been some bad acting. Personally, the flashbacks of Zoro, I I thought were fine, but um, I really don't like that kid actor. <laughs> I didn't think he did a good job at all. I'm yeah. like, I can't see you growing up to become Zoro that we know. I just mm-hmm. don't see it. Um, but at the end of the day, the the characters that were constantly getting the history that we're constantly learning about 
and and but not to an extent of where we have to hear five five different monologues or mm-hmm. it's it's still simple yeah. um yet yet it really flushes out a very colorful world okay. and um and so far the connections haven't been too like like so far luffy's only only related to one marine okay we'll keep it at that um hey we haven't met colby's parents or or grandparents yet so i'm sure he's related to someone which we'll meet down the line probably a pirate probably shakes shakes yeah Yeah. um but but it's just it's good so far it's 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 not just the cliffhangers i think it's just like okay who are we going to meet next yeah oh yeah Where, where where what's the next adventure so it's it's fun yeah, I mean, yeah, just thinking of like, yeah, we we met some, we met several new people like whenever we meet Mihawk and we, you know, we see the bounty and it's like canceled because you know because the the Garp and the pirates having an alliance and and as you noted, you know, Kobe's naivete of the world, it 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 it, it really is a this is a lived-in world and and they do a great job of world building. It, it, where all these connections make sense and and, and like when we you know we, we meet Sanji um and really you know he and learns that he loves to cook and it's and the thing is you know he he really you know he's a very giving person especially like whenever the pirate you know comes in and and he's like, look, I, I'm, you know, nobody, no, everyone is going to get fed here. Nobody's, no, you know, we're not going to let, let this guy like not have a meal. And it really builds on the thing of, of how we were introduced to him, you know, at the beginning, as far as, you know, you know, as far as his, his background and, and, and even like whenever he got busted for, not wanting to, you know, he wanted to make nice meals, but you know, they, they have a menu that they got to follow and then it gets shipped out to the, to the, uh, you know, to be a waiter. But, you know, but whenever he has an introduction to, to the, the, the straw hat pirates, uh, you know, how you know, the interplays there with, with, with the creep and you can, and you can sort of already see the, the, the early formations of like, oh yeah, he's going to join up with the, the crew here and I don't need, you know, and, and, and not even, you know, I don't need to see the promotional materials to realize that. So they really do a great job of just inter- pulling all these various stories together and, 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 and make it believable that these, these folks are, are, are bonding. And especially like in this, this fifth episode with, with Nami and Zoro and how she, you know, she's like finally admits like, you know, I, I care about you. You're my friend. I don't want you to get into this duel because I don't want anything to happen to you. And, 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 you know, when you think back to the, whenever we, you know, we don't, we haven't, I don't think we've heard that we're not a crew anymore, you know, at least in these last, at least in this episode, you know, before they used to joke about, no, we're not a crew, but now they are starting to become a crew. And, and it's cool really seeing that all to come together. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for us tonight. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter, um, cur- I guess currently known as X at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me there too at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter 
or X, whatever you prefer, at scene and nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and threads at scene underscore n underscore nerd. And visit our website, www.sceneandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>